am Leon Main. I am a writer, producer, philanthropist, carpenter, sculptor, editor, director, vaccine conspirator, and dancer. And I also co-run a production company called BWG Limited and co-created a series called The Circle with somebody to my left. Introduce yourself if you must. I must because the world needs to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. I am Aquia Jamfi, founder of the British Blacklist, also a philanthropist, actually a dancer. I don't know. When did you start dancing, please? From the day I was born. But why is it a qualification on your CV? Mm-hmm. Because I was nearly brought into a music video. I was, I was, I was nearly brought into a Sugar Bay's music video just from me dancing on road. And I, I, I said no. Hold on, wait. Were you dancing down the road and you got scouted as you were dancing down the road? That's correct. That's how good I was. Fine. Okay. I'm actually a dancer. That's not a true story, by the way. But I know. <laughs> no one believed that. Um, I am a dancer, carpenter, philanthropist, activist, mama, Africa, and... Um, Plagiarist. Allegedly, mm-hmm. and um, Queen of uh, Sheba, and I am um, also the co-creator of the Circle. And the Circle, what is the Circle? The Circle is a platform to shine a light on the incredible um, Black and Asian talent in film and television and streaming. There's obviously going to be a conversation about the lack of representation behind and in front of the screen, but sometimes we don't shine a light on the people that are doing things and have been doing things for a very long time. So this is the opportunity for people to see who is out there and who's doing incredible things in front of and behind the scenes and the screens. <laughs> we are joined by the most wonderful, the most beautiful, most talented person in front of us. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Daniela Abena Scott-Horton. Hey, um, people know me as Daniel Dash. I am a... Uh, where do we start (laughs) please please we want to hear this i am a screenwriter i'm a pseudo journalist (laughs) um i'm a tv exec uh i'm also what what, what did i say already oh did i say screenwriter you did yes oh okay and then like producer like director <laughs> this is real this is all very Listen, real and factual back in the day i was an editor <laughs> there's sense. almost no no part of this uh like this screen thing that i haven't done um yeah and uh that's that's mostly about me but i guess we'll get into that a little bit more absolutely. We will. <laughs> absolutely and i feel like your accolades make sense whereas leon's don't ever wow I mean, I don't understand. I thought you guys liked each other. No, we do. He's my, he's my, um, was it intern or? <laughs> yeah. um, wow. She my demoted you. I'm hilarious. so sorry about it. My pressure, Jay? You should add comedian to the list as well. I can. I, I actually, <laughs> I am actually a comedian. Hilarious. No, we, we love each other, man. That's, that's just my sis. That's okay. just a little bro, it's man. Just, it's just banter. It's just, it's just banter. banter. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, really nice opening generic question. Yeah. Um, what made you want to get into this? <sighs> industry why why would you do this girl no like <laughs> i think i think i thought i was gonna be an actress you know like Seriously? yeah at school i thought i was gonna be an actress because i'm i'm like naturally outgoing and yeah. like a little bit in your face or whatever and um yeah that didn't happen for me i went to identity drama school so you know for oh, me wow. yeah like i was at university and this, i think you see when you don't have anyone to show you 
are the steps to actually get into what you want. Okay. Or, like, I didn't have a mentor or somebody who could be like, oh, you know, this is a skill that you have, whatever. There was nothing I wasn't doing. So I was at university studying broadcast, yeah. On the weekends, I was at identity drama school because I was just convinced that this, that I, this was it, yeah. Until Femi Ogans pulled me aside one day and was like, it's not happening for you still. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Wait, Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Femi, please. And he was absolutely right. I think, uh. I think for me, like, the thing that has most helped me in my life is people being like... I need you to get out because it's t- pushed me out of my comfort zone because I'm the kind of person I would do something over and over yeah, again right, even right, if it's right. hurting me or like or like not not feeding me and not taking me to the next place so um yeah I guess like the truth is like I was like a latchkey kid in it okay. and but I wasn't one of those kids that was on road I would run home and go and sit in front of the TV yeah. and in between all of the films on Sky Premiere or Sky Movies Max whichever one you were watching yeah they used to have these like little vignettes like yeah. behind the scenes stuff and I don't know like I just remember like it was only recently that I remember that I used to want to be like like I used to watch films and be like I could have made that better and um. yeah so it's like I don't know now I get to do that like but I think for me it's always just been like a storytelling is part of my my background my grandfather's storyteller and this is just like the tv stuff is just the way that it has been that it's manifested in my life i hear what you're saying because i suppose when you're young there's no way of knowing that you know the first thing you you see the people on screen you're like i want to do what they're doing it's not often you think about how they're how they're doing what they're doing yeah because i mean at some point you just thought they lived there i thought they lived in the tv and (laughs) got up every day and did this thing um so you mentioned your grandfather so how much of your of an influence was your background where you grew up and I you know heritage and all that stuff did that have any influence on you going into this industry um at all I guess not really because like my my background is like you know colorful like any mm. kind of immigrant person in this country their background is like lots like going on in it mm. and I guess um for me it was just I was I started off at university doing journalism and they were trying to tell me how to write and I was like you can't do that you can't <laughs> tell me what to do um but broadcast like I think the idea of like being behind a camera and everything that was exciting to me but also they at, so I went to the London College of Fashion and I studied on this course that taught PR journalism and broadcasting and it was like this three strand thing where they 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 made you understand that these three things all speak to each other which was absolutely right because all now god 11 years later like those are the three (laughs) strands that i need to be talking to like we speak to the journalists we speak to the prs and whatever so like that i really thought that course was amazing um the problem for me was that it was all the broadcasting part of it was factual entertainment which wasn't what i wanted and even my tutor was like Go like she used to call me Quentin Tarantino. Like she was just like she knew that I was more um um editorial, narrative led, and that really wasn't working for um, you know, factual and I was never gonna be um working on this morning or doing that kind or like wanting to behind like working like broadcast news and stuff. Mm, that yeah. wasn't for me. Um but I just again like there wasn't anybody who could steer me like that so I had to make a lot of mistakes and learn this stuff myself and so I guess with um like watching Brothers with No Game and then seeing what Issa Rae was doing when I left uni I was like wait I know how to use a camera I think I can write I know mm-hmm. actors yeah and, and stuff. just but everything all my whole career and everything has just been a lot of like uh, mistakes which I want now for the 
generation coming up I don't want them to have to make all of those mistakes I just want to be like people come to me be like right do this 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 and this and you know like that that's fair yeah all right so going back to like seeing um stuff online and you starting you know dear Jesus mm. What, Wait, what? no, sorry, sorry. You just want to say it. He was like, because, yes, because you were inspired by Brothers of No Game. I wasn't going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the pride in your eye. You were like, yes, because she was inspired. I'm very humbled by whenever Danielle like, praises me. I appreciate it a lot. Um, so, my I'm train sorry. of thought is gone now. Look at you. Look what you've done, what you've done to me. Um, <laughs> sorry, my bad. When you're doing Dear Jesus. When you were doing Dear Jesus, mm. um, where were you at that point in your life, in your mm. creative journey? Um, I was fearless. Mm. Like there was nobody could tell me anything. Like I was like, and I think as well, I didn't have anything to lose. I didn't have a following on social media Gosh. like that. There was no pressure like that. And for me, it was like, I was just trying a thing. Cause I was like, right. I was working at my auntie's takeaway, just like Mercedes in yeah. Dear Jesus. And you know, there was, there was nothing to do but try. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I was like broke, <laughs> and dear Jesus made me more broke. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I was in my career. I was ready to try. What? But what about? Because you said that like you had you had this thing where you're gonna act, and then you were like, oh, all right, it's not me. Then you're like, don't tell me how to write because I can write. Is this go to can do? Don't stop me attitude. Where did that come from? Um, do you know what? There, I've always been like a little bit I have learned how to be a little bit more thoughtful in okay. the stuff that I do um like in my late 20s and now as a 31 year old yeah back in the day you could not tell me anything <laughs> I am going to try everything I had a clothing label I was a uh, what was at one point I was a stylist I was a this that and the other blah 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 like there wasn't anything that could stop me and then I think it was after trying and trying with Dear Jesus. So, you know, Dear Jesus, I wrote, directed, produced, edited four seasons of the main show, mm. two seasons of the spin-off. Like, I took my cast and crew, like, to Atlanta yeah. for a world premiere and whatever. And then, uh, uh, you know, we went, I won a... Uh, a reggae fest a reggae film festival award for like best short and then we won the screen nation award which meant everything to me because it was voted for by the people, people that were yeah, watching yeah yeah and like season four of the show was such a big undertaking and then the industry like the mainstream industry because at that point i'm paying for everything you understand what i'm saying yeah. i'm i'm paying for everything and now in my mind especially because i was so deep into my faith at that point i was just like right if I put in this work, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we're looking at that book of James, you know, yeah. faith without work is dead. Yeah. I was like, if I'm putting in this work, yeah, God is going to be my blessing. He's going to be my yeah. anchor. And uh, that didn't happen. And that, if you're looking at where that, if you're looking at where that um, kind of fearlessness, where it kind of went off, it was when I tried everything in me and there was no help from the industry there was no recognition mm. um i had gone as far as i could go at the level that we were all operating at yeah, back then yeah. and i had nothing left and that's what broke me and i think for me what i want to do now is help people before they get to that broken stage do you know what i'm saying absolutely 
um, just to read for the people listening and watching, um, <laughs> what could you give us an, uh, a synopsis of what Dear Jesus was about? Oh, Dear gosh. Jesus was about, and why you wanted because I guess you were watching um, Insecure, you were watching Brothers with No Game, and it was in, that Insecure didn't come out then, didn't come out. She, it's Misadventure of an Awkward Black Girl was oh, Issa Rae's show at the oh. time. Yeah, okay, I watched it and I f- remixed it. And what's your problem? Not the same, you know. Okay, Miss the Awkward Adventures of a Something Awkward Black Girl. Oh. The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. I watched every single one, but I forgot the title. Sorry, yeah, I'm, go again. I'm older. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? See, now you threw me off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you want to know what Dear Jesus was about? Yeah, Dear Jesus was about, but also mm. in like what we like that vibrancy, that feeling where there's all these shows that are on, and even being in the UK, thinking oh, I can do that too, that type of thing, and yeah. what pushed you to do it? I guess like I knew that there was no way God brought me to die working in my auntie's takeaway. No <laughs> offense, to my, my auntie's my auntie's amazing. That was her calling on her life, sure, but yeah, God yeah. didn't send me to do that. <laughs> and and I guess like. Working there, let me tell you something, black people who are listening, and white people close your ears, this isn't for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> serving hungry black people hey. as a dark skinned black woman mm-hmm. is one of the most demoralizing experiences, dehumanizing experiences. Yes. When black people are hungry, yes. and when they see somebody serving them food and they need that job, they're going to make that person who's serving them, they're going to make them pay. Yes. Mm. And I was so sad because i thought that if there was ever going to be a place where i'd be accepted it was there in my community and i wanted a way to get my frustration out and i was like i can write about this in a way that's funny because i was like mercedes yeah i had been so the concept of dear jesus is there's this young girl mercedes she works in fashion and um, one day she's fired from her job and she she goes home, she finds her best friend and her man fucking and then she goes back to her mum's house after she's kicked out and her mum says, look, if you want to live in this house, you have to work in yep. the takeaway that I own. Mm. And so Mercedes fall from grace like mirrored my own because I before like when I graduated I was working as a video director at this magazine yeah so September Fashion Week I was front row at Fashion Week mm. with Amber Rose. I was living life. I was enjoying February, after the magazine closed, um, folded in December, February, I was at Cool Breeze in a hairnet asking what patty would you like? And it was like this big drop. And so I used that as an inspiration for Mercedes. And um, and then, because I was deep in my prayer, I was like, let me turn to God now that everything else has failed. (laughs) Jesus. And so like every episode of Dear Jesus opened with Mercedes being like, Dear Jesus, well, go on, fam. (laughs) Um, and, And for me, because of, you know, here it was the unfamous by Scotty and yes. and mm. and you know Brothers of No Game and then also Venus versus Mars yeah. and please God I'm sure that one guy called Dear Rob I'm sure he had Dear Rob TV oh, yeah. um, Dirty Games we play Dirty yeah. Games yeah. listen mm. and there was so many everybody was trying to think yeah and I feel like a few years before that it was T-shirts everybody had a T-shirt yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 and yeah, like yeah. it was like. I don't know. I it was it was a fun community to a be a part of, and we were mm-hmm. all watching each other, thinking, "Oh, how's yeah. he gonna?" Da, 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 da. And so yeah, like for me, I was just like, "Raw, if there's ever a time to try something, it's now." Because mm. I don't know, like it it just felt like we were all we went we couldn't see ourselves on the TV, sure. and we were like we're making our own, and yeah, like I think that if I answered your question, I think no, it, it did. It's just, yeah, just it's just exploring the moment because I I feel that vibe. Cause I think if that was like, what year was that? 
That was um, oh. so. I started recording Dear Jesus. Uh, I started writing Dear Jesus 2011, and it didn't yeah. come out. I didn't release it until 2012. And yeah, that's yeah. my similar journey with um, British Blacklist. So I remember coming to the was it the season finale that you screened in the cinema? Oh, oh, that was yeah, that was the series finale. Yeah, yeah. So and just the vibe and like you're going to Atlanta or you'd come from Atlanta. We'd and it come, was just yeah. that moment. It was really. It was just. It was, it was a great time to launch the, the platform because you guys were doing so much. Are you on like your on your Jordan Peele Steve's yeah, where it's like Ooh. every project, not necessarily like you feel compelled, but maybe obligation or responsibility that it has to be a black person at the forefront of the project, or or do you feel compelled to talk about race in all of your projects? Oh, you mean in my career, like in my TV career now? Yeah. Okay, so I like right now I'm working as a development exec and I like for a production company and it's a really small company. There are like four of us in in the editorial team and I'm the only black person there. Um I don't want to talk about race in a way of like, guys, guess this is what black people do. Because yeah. I can't speak for all black people. I can only speak for my black self, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I feel the need that it needs to be people who are underrepresented. And that doesn't always mean black people. Right. I have a rule that, you know... I only work with white people if they're excellent because mediocre white people don't need my help. Mm. Um, (laughs) um, The majority of the projects that I have on my slate are helmed by black women. um, But I actively look for and recognize that while that is my identity and this is what I learned at work. Yeah. um, My office manager was the one who taught me because, or not taught me, but like made me realize that even though I'm marginalized, I cannot speak or represent or even see all marginalized people's experiences, sure, yeah. Right. And I have to actively exercise that. I do not have enough projects by um, Muslim people. I, mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't have enough projects by East Asian people. I don't mm. know enough East Asian writers. Mm. I know some, but I feel like it's the same group of East Asian writers yeah. that everybody knows, sure. yeah. South Asian writers, I don't have enough of them like and do you know what i mean and it's not about like pokemon catch them all when it comes to yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but i still want to try my hardest and then at the same time recognizing it's not by force mm-hmm. yeah it is only my responsibility to do my bit um but i i i think i think maybe sometimes with being a marginalized person yeah you feel as though or or like coming from a marginalized community because let's be honest yeah in the time since I did that work. I'm no longer in the position where I was mm. hungry for everything. Every yeah. day. I'll take yeah. any job. Anybody mm. even blink at me, I'll even accept it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not there anymore. But, you know, like coming from a marginalized community, you feel as though you have to carry everyone yeah. on your back. It's impossible. You're mm. going to burn out. Like mm. you can't, you can't look after everybody. And so I think for me, like I try, I've started being a little bit more like forgiving to myself. Like, it's not you can't look after everybody. Right. I was gonna ask you first, like, so when you when um dear jo- Jesus the disappointment in not in it not doing what you expected it to do in the mainstream, how did you pick yourself back up again? Oh man, I was depressed and in debt for like I'm st- to this day I'm still paying off the yeah. money that I Jeez. and mm. I think a lot of that had to do with, again, not having a mentor to be mm. like, you should right. not be paying to entertain people. People should be paying you to entertain people. Yes. Right? And <laughs> um, I think, you know, that depression that I 
like was experiencing i didn't even understand what was going on because there was no time for me to actually do that that kind of work that entire that kind of introspection to check up on myself and be like yeah but you're right like Mm. you know things haven't gone the way you planned and and stuff because it's always just go 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 so um i guess when i started working at the company that I'm working at now, shout out to Balloon Entertainment. <laughs> Don't email me. <laughs> I'm joking, you can if you want. Um, um, when I started working there and I realised how much I had been holding and mm. how much I um, actually hadn't processed this almost grieving thing that had happened because in my mind, Dear Jesus wasn't ending. Like if you see the end of the season four finale of Dear Jesus, yeah, that's a big cliffhanger yeah, and yeah. you feel like you're coming back. So I didn't plan to end it, but I looked at my circumstances like, we can't do this again mm. um, in the way that we want to. And I realized that um, I wasn't going to be able to do that, but it was, I think, I, 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 and I haven't got over it. Mm. Maybe that's where I'm getting to at the moment is that I haven't got over it. Um, but I don't know, like, I feel like God's brought me full circle in a way. In the circle. Um, <laughs> so that question I wanted to ask, but I wanted to then say, what was the project or what was the moment that you said, you know what, I'm black and I'm a black woman and I'm trying to fight the fight, but I'm going to forgive myself if I don't catch all of you. So because you said that, you know, you, you decided to forgive yourself. So what was it, that moment of reckoning, like, yeah, do you know what, bruv, allow me and it's okay. I don't think it's one moment. I think it's a collection of moments. And um, I think as well, like, I don't want to be somebody who's got my hand in everything and the things that I have my hands in aren't done well because I'm trying, you know, to do too much. I think, like, in our company, we have about 35 projects in development. Four of those projects... No, five now. God is good. Mm. Um, Five of those projects now are mine. And sometimes I think, oh, is there not enough? And then I realise if God is good that more projects go off at once, more more projects go off um, at more than one at a time, I won't have enough hands to look after them. Yeah. And so it's like, it's for me, I'm just like, okay, make imagine, make these four projects as good as they can be mm-hmm. rather than trying to look after everybody and not necessarily looking after the projects that you already have. So it, I don't think it was one thing that made me do that. That's fair. I feel like because we we've spoken to you before in the um on the round table on the round table because mm. I was gonna say like when and how did the balloon opportunity come about? Oh, but yeah, listen. we can we can we can repeat it if it's not been done before. It's fine. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. Like, um, so I believe that every little thing ha- helps every other little thing. Absolutely. Yeah? And so when Michaela Cole won her first BAFTA, mm. the whole industry was like, guys. <laughs> listen yeah you see these blacks yeah apparently they can also write like maybe if there's one of them maybe there's some more yeah and um the production manager on dear jesus season four bless her she left the company we were working at because i was working in post-production at the time and she was working at a company called cachette and mm-hmm. um sarah jackson who praise God, she's amazing. She was looking to mentor some black women writers and um, 
Janine Thomas, thank you, sis. Like, shout out to you. She said, hey, sis, like, Sarah's looking for people come true. And I went and I was like, pitch, like, pitching at the time, because I was still on my dear Jesus thing, yeah, because I still had this single minded vision that I was going to have, you know, just like Michaela, I was mm-hmm. going to have dear Jesus on mm-hmm. Channel 4 and we were going to go like that. And Jesus was like, no, <laughs> no <it's> not <laughs> it's not for you. But Sarah was like, look, first things first, we need you to get a job. Like we need to have you still working and rather than working in post-production, why don't we try to find you an opportunity in scripted? I am, and it was so weird, yeah? even though I was working in, um, in post-production, I still didn't understand how scripted editorial production works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was the the thing about working in post-production, even though it was an amazing, and shout out to Jenna McWinney, who recognised that it was time for me to leave the takeaway and step into <laughs> TV, um, because she got me my first job in post, and every little thing ha- helps every other little thing mm-hmm. in it, because of the Janine. So anyway, um, so Sarah Jackson, she knew Dave Evans, who's the head of development at Balloon, and at the time, um he like we had two shows in production and they were looking for a development assistant and they were ready to take a chance on somebody who hadn't done all of the runner mm. experience did this that and the other yeah. they're like somebody who tries and when i went in there and i was explaining to them like yeah i made this web series in my kitchen they were like right if she can do that with a pound what will she do with 1.5 million an episode mm. and that's how it went 1.5 million and ep- yeah, man. yeah, man. Like so, so, so. I've got this, <laughs> I've got this idea, yeah. <laughs> and I believe. So, Ms. Danielle, development person, I, I've got a project. I'm giving it to you. Uh-huh. I'm please develop me, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. T- how do you do that? You want me to walk you through the process? Yes, please. Yeah? All right, then. Listen, this is how it goes, yeah? <laughs> I did brilliant, by the way, so you're not giving me negative feedback, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me. I'll give you. I'll give you. Yeah, let's let's go on this. Yeah, you've come to me with your project. Yeah, yeah. have you written a script, a treatment, or like <coughs> a bible? What have you What have you written? I've written the treatment. You've written a, a how long is this treatment? Three pages. Three start. pages. It's a comedy or a drama. It is a comedy, obviously. Yeah, half hour comedy. It's um an 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 an, an hour. An, an hour, hour long comedy. comedy. Wow. Sorry. Okay. Now, what I'll say is, yeah, I will listen. I people will come and say this to me often. I always <laughs> say to them, yeah, I find yeah, hour-long comedies are hard. Normally, if you get an hour-long comedy, yeah, you'll find that it's it's a half-hour comedy stretched across sixty pages. Yeah, sure. So I will read. Let me let me read it. So let's say I've read your script now and I see potential in it. Yeah, and I'm like, Do you know what? Actually, because these relationships that I have with these commissioners, I know somebody at let's say Netflix who might be interested so in this. Yeah, now. but you've only given me a treatment three page treatment okay so what i need to do is first of all option your treatment Ooh. right because we're going to do some work on that how much yeah so like a, a standard option fee in the uk is about between 2000 to 2500 depending okay. on what we're optioning and for how long so let's say we'll do like an 18 month option fee um to like hold on to the idea this means that you can't take the idea anywhere else 
to any other production company it's just me so you need to make before you sign the option agreement you need to make sure that you're happy to work with me as your development exec okay yeah yes I'm happy thank you (laughs) (laughs) right thank you so we'll talk to your agent you got an agent no you don't have an agent no okay so what happens because this has happened to us before like at Balloon we like to think of ourselves as like a writer's company Brian's a writer I'm a writer Dave's a writer Daniel's a writer yeah so we don't really mind how a writer comes to us as long as we're like if we're in love with the project we don't care if we believe in the project we will find you an agent so let's say I'll take you to Cynthia at Curtis Brown or I like Cynthia yeah we'll we'll, we'll get together really well yeah yeah so I'll take you there and um like she will represent you and you'll be repped by her we'll work with her on the contract whatever so then we'll work on the treatment a little bit and then we let's say um, we're happy with the treatment we've done maybe six to 12 months worth of work now we've still got because we signed an 18 month agreement so we've got six months left because we had to do that 12 month work yeah oh it took a year let me tell you something about a treatment (laughs) oh wow (laughs) no do you know what is yeah today actually in my working life today i just finished working on a treatment that took me and the writer two years no, no, I didn't yeah. understand that when I wrote the treatment and thought I was going to get my program no, made next week. And that's the thing. I think people think that TV just happens one and done yeah. like that. It doesn't. Mm. You've got to work. And because as well, sometimes for a lot of writers, especially writers from marginalised backgrounds, yeah, you've got another job while you're writing. Most deaf. And you've got kids. Absolutely. You've got a partner. Yeah. And... <laughs> it's another story but yeah (laughs) you know so but let's say let's say cool we've done that work we're happy with the treatment now now we've got six months left on this option agreement i go to see let's say joe at bbc commissioning right fine yes go to see my friend joe joe says you know what i like it i like this treatment a lot we're gonna order a script okay and uh because remember you told me that it was an hour-long comedy during yes. this 12 months i've helped you understand that it wasn't an hour-long comedy it was actually a half-hour comedy Did we argue yeah and that's part of the process okay. and that's why you always want to make sure that the person that you're developing with that you actually c- want to work with them day yeah. in and day out for the two to five years it takes to take a project from page from wow. inception to screen because you and that person are going to bump heads and you want to make sure that after you've done bumping heads that you can come back together yeah. and agree to still love each other for the rest of the journey we are still friends i do still love you have a little bit of burning feelings but we're here now okay. yes so a script fee for a half hour script in the uk is anywhere between depending on your experience is anywhere from you want to help me out from like uh, eight thousand five hundred yeah. to thirteen thousand pounds just to for me to write a script for a 30 page script yeah yeah right okay and if you're writing an hour long yeah depending on your experience that could be anywhere from 16,000 to 20,000 if you're an intermediate writer if you're a more experienced writer you can be like uh pulling in 30k for a 60 page script right and you've told me that my treatment is not Okay, cool, let's go. Because the worst thing, let me tell you something, the worst thing anyone can ever do to a writer, yeah, is gas them and lie to them. Because when they get to the commissioner level, those people aren't going to gas you or lie to you. So you'd rather (laughs) me correct you here in-house. than. And I always tell Jesus, I said, God, Please, correct me in private. I, I don't want to be dragged on the timeline. Amen? Amen. <laughs> it's fair. So then now I've got money to write the script. You've got money to write the script. Can I write the script? I can write a script 
and I've not really done it before, but I've written a script. Are you going to help me? Yeah, I'm okay, going to cool. hold your hand all the way through. Cool. Because as well as your producer, at this point, I'm just your script editor. So I'm going to walk you through the process step by step. How do you avoid the people that pretend, yeah, like, ah, oh, I wrote this. Ah, oh, can you do it for me? Like, No, those people can't talk to me. Okay, fine. <laughs> 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 oh, I made it. And then you just like write, rewrite it for me. And I'm like, yeah. No, it's okay, not fine, happening. Fine. Because okay. you know it is. Because as well as an exec, like, I'm a screenwriter myself. I can't be doing other people's work. See. <laughs> And then that's it. I'm commissioned after the script. Right. So you're commissioned, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> you're commissioned to uh, a script. But what the, the, the thing that everyone is fighting for is a commission to series and a green light. Mm. A green light is the thing that everybody wants. And a green light is one of the most, especially with the major broadcasters, it's very hard to uh, secure a green light because there are, what, 300 production companies in the UK. Oh, there are... There are, and maybe more since that number was brought to my attention, and and maybe at every production company there are minimum twelve execs, and so you've got all those people. What's twelve times three hundred? I don't know people. Uh, Please, lots and lots of three thousand six hundred and something. There's something like forty thousand six hundred. You were good there. It's good. It's good. It's good. Three thousand six hundred people, yeah, and then there's something ridiculous like forty. Commissioners, yeah, in in the UK. So there's three thousand people constantly talking to all of these commissioners, like take my work, take my work. You have to rise above, and sometimes it's like I I love a writer, I want the best for that writer, but this project I just know that it's not going to bang, or I know a project over there that is actually been greenlit that means that this project isn't going to mm. go anywhere the hardest thing to ever happen is that you get to the end of a development process and then you hear announced this show that is bang on oh, bang mate. in the same wheelhouse as yours and it happens and that's the risk and that's why people are risk averse when it comes to developing exciting new projects with new voices because they know yeah that you could easily talk your way out of or like write your way out of 30 grand developing money um development money and it not go anywhere Thank you very much. You're um, welcome. Sorry, was that long? I feel like I'm just bare chatting. No, because no, that that that's great, really good. Because I also, like, literally my show has been commissioned and greenlit. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, congrats, man. Thanks. Get that secret. Yeah. Is that why you're at a green top? Yes. Wow. Get by greenlit. Well done. I love it. Congrats. Then, yeah, it's going to be on Netflix um, next week. <laughs> so what, Netflix are better marketers than that. It's a surprise drop like Beyonce. Oh, okay. Sick. It was going to be like, What? Incredible. Yes. I look forward to it, man. Good. So moving from Daniel Abner, Scott Horton, the development exec extraordinaire, to Daniel Dash. Where did that come from? Where Who did Daniel to, Dash fam? come from? Daniel Dash came from the fact... So when Dear G, when I realised I couldn't write no more Dear Jesus shit, I'm, I honestly would die if I can't write. Yeah, like, mm. it's, it's, it's just the way that I get things out in it. And so... I wanted to start a blog and I went to Sarah Akinsombe has this thing called No Ball Blog School. So I went there, but I was so broke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for this course, yeah, and it was in Croydon and I could only go three times because the fourth time there was no money for, oh, well, you know, man. like Croydon Zone 6. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Zone 5, yeah. but yeah, it's far. I, I just, my, my oyster wasn't extending it's that tough. far. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. So I got, I got as much as I needed. And so I was like, right, I'm going to launch DanielDash.com. And it was a blog where I was going to be talking about screen and this, that and the other. And I think like the tagline was DanielDash.com. Wrong, 
wait, loud and loud and strong, wrong and proud. Something, yeah, something about like about screening screening stage or whatever. But then over time, as I was writing, it just became me articulating with the kind of stuff that I had learned about, like I don't know, pop culture and stuff. Mm. But with the academic stuff that I'd learned, like kind of articulating what was wrong with things that had happened. Right. And then I got into this habit of like wake up in the morning, yeah, something's happening on the timeline, two p.m. I have a full article yes. with sources of like, and this is what misogynoir is, and this yes. is how it manifests in the <laughs> black community, and this is what happens to black women and black women, and 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 I got known for that, yeah. And um, and I'm the first person to ever pay me to write on my website was Clara Ampho. Shout oh, out to Clara. Oh, wow. She like just she PayPal'd me some money, and then I realized, wait, what am I doing? Because it's a service that I was providing. I was like, why am I doing this for free? I fell out with some guys on the timeline who were like, well, you know, you've got to work, you know, you've got to work your way up to getting paid to write. And I was like, block. <laughs> but um, I yeah, like, and then and then people started putting me forward for opportunities that like stylist, Grazia, whoever else, um, Guardian and whatever. So yeah. To be fair, you schooled me and I'm the journalist. Like, you know what I mean? I went to journalism school and all that type of stuff. And I was like, oh, she's got to pay me. And I'm like, I've been doing this shit for free for years. <laughs> you inspired me. Thank you, girl. You're um, welcome. <laughs> this speaking up for black women. Yeah. Why do you do it? Because I love black women. You know, me too. We're so good. No, I don't think you love black women the way I love okay, black yeah, women. Okay, yeah, maybe not that <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, no, no, no. I, I love black women. I was mm. raised by black women. Um, and I think that there is a, a level of education that has to happen even within ourselves. Because sometimes what, what mm. happened with DanielDash.com was that I was reading stuff and learning myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if I'm just coming to this kind of understanding, like, so are we. And there's a way in which we can, if if we if we know, we're e it's easier to spot when stuff is looking kind of sideways. Right. And so, yeah, like for me, I don't know, it just, it, it just makes sense. And I find that when black women helping black women, is never just about black women helping black women because black women look after so many other people. Thank you. Say it again. <laughs> I can't. I don't remember what I said, but you know, <laughs> so we look after so many people. We do. We, we do. do. We yeah. look after so many people. So it's just like a way to invest and yeah, in ourselves. And I've just found that the black women who I have, um, like fed into, they have fed into me, and it's just become this like. Me, I think there was like a couple of years here when me and Kalechi Okafor were just putting money back and forth into each other's GoFundMe. Yeah, like, and it's just, it, it's just like we all support each other. And I wouldn't say like we're all friends, friends. Like, I'm, you know, like we're not all going to each other's houses, but just in terms of this online community of women who were like, do you know what? I'm not right for this opportunity. Have you spoken to Victoria? Have you spoken to Paula? Have you spoken to Shante? Have you spoken to Bolu? Have you spoken to Candice and stuff like um that for me it's it's just it's so edifying mm -hmm. mm. you kind of like kind of delved into the question i was going to ask anyway because i feel like when maybe we say met 15 20 years ago there was like this collective of black women in the industry who were all kind of friends with each other and they all like went up within the industry together so there was uh, mara brocker kill was friends with shonda rhymes um I always keep forgetting the third person. I was actually trying to Google earlier who the third person was, <laughs> but there's like these three women who come together like and they've kind of taken over the industry. And I think you've kind of got that, or I see that from the outside looking in it with you and Bollywood and Candice. 
you guys are pretty much friends now and stuff like that. Like, what's yeah. your, what's your collective mission together? Do you know what? I wouldn't even like to try and uh, like even try to m- say what the collective yeah, mission yeah, is because I don't think we've ever discussed what it is. Yeah. I think that with me, and so it's in our in our little clique, yeah, it's me, <laughs> Polly Babylon, like Candice Carty Williams, Bridget Minimal, and Emma Dennis Edwards. And like the five of us, we all have our specific um, focuses in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And what I really like is that nobody's focus overlaps the other so right. what Bolu's writing about isn't what Candice is writing mm, about mm. isn't what I'm doing over here <laughs> doing all of this stuff and you know Bridget's a poet and a journalist and you know like Emma's like an actress and a, and a writer and I think what it is is that we strengthen each other mm. and we help each other understand because we don't all actually have the same collection of of um, contacts right. and stuff and it's less about like wanting to like I don't know build an empire and more about just needing company because being a black person in this industry Mm. can be so isolating it can be so lonely and you know we ask each other advice we tell each other jokes we throw shade and it's for me like more than anything it's just a sisterhood I'm an only child in it so I'm Mm -hmm. always wanting to be friends with other people and so for me to like God to have answered my prayers so very late Jesus we're going to talk about that (laughs) but (laughs) like God to have um like granted me this group of women who are just so ready willing and able to hold me up and who I am so ready and willing to hold up it it just means the world to me um yeah this is it, it's in and it's generational because I'm like my generation I think what I did at my age there's there was no one doing it so it's interesting I look at the little kids like oh you always keep saying about my generation i keep looking at you and i always think you're my generation i I don't even i'm gonna say i wish i don't wish necessarily but i do not envy because i'm not envious because i'm not jealous but it is a thing like oh there's that click there's you lots clicks that are like it's all right to go to part i'll be like i can't go to you lots parties anymore (laughs) i'm going to go home now go back to my friends and have dinner and stuff like that so it's just a little bit of maybe regret that oh i wish i was born just a few years younger so it'd be because i know i'd be in the mix but it's just interesting but it, and i see the importance of it but i got my friends that aren't in the industry at all which um who keep me sane so when i ask you what's the worst no you've ever had oh my god yeah so casarotto ramsey yes um they're an agency uh and um when sarah jackson was when she was um like mentoring me before i got the position at balloon mm-hmm. um she set up a meeting for me at Casarotto and I was like, guys, this is it. I'm going to get an agent. Mm. When I told you, and this is when I was working at the um, post-production house and um, everyone was so excited for me. That day I went in and I, I even wore one leather skirt and mm. and I was planning about, you know, what. And I was like, this is the next step to get Dear Jesus on Channel 4. And I got, I got there and... She was like, so before we get started, I'm just going to let you know that I won't be representing you. Um, but I just want to find out how we can help you. with." And I, I, when mm, I told you, yeah. my ear just switched, switched off. off. Yeah? Of course it did. And I had to peel my eyes open for the 40 minutes this woman was trying to tell me. Ooh. You know, like when you've been working on something for like four years yeah. and you know you know 
every which way this thing is going yeah you've come here for a specific thing and that person at the beginning of the meeting tells you nah that's not what's gonna she happen she just go in it <laughs> so like i just i just held my eyes open yeah and as soon as the meeting finished i turned around and before i even made it out the door the tears just Aww. ran down my face and i was like outside like yeah okay what was the most rewarding yes <laughs> <laughs> uplift oh yeah. am i allowed to tell this story yes oh oh I, do you know what? <laughs> At the same if, time. If if um if you feel like you're not allowed, if you say it now and you feel like you're not allowed, we'll edit it out. Oh, okay. It, but then have is. a backup. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah. okay, I'll give okay. Um maybe I can maybe <laughs> the most rewarding, yes. No, do you know what? My, Second one then. Okay, I'll tell the one that we can definitely say, yeah. Um just remember, I've been writing since 2011. Sure. And I've written for some of the biggest publications about, yeah. I have written award-winning content in this year, 2012. <laughs> what year is this? 2020? 2020. Oh, God. You know, I don't like it, so I don't even want to remember this. Is <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> in this year, 2020, um, was the first year that I got an agent. I've never been represented Excuse before. Me. Like I've never had an agent. and I Katie Gahamari at Hey Hey. Hey, hmm, I'm gang, saying gang. it. It's gang, gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang. Um, one of the leading agencies in the world. Like, I needed her for something that will eventually be announced, but I'm not going to say anything because, you know, less life. Less, I get you it. Know? Mm. But um, I texted her and I was like, Katie, I need an agent. Will you be my agent? And she said, yeah. Oh. And it wasn't even, and I think, that even actually, just remember, I just got goosebumps, yeah. <laughs> just because, you know, like, don't yeah. cry. Hold on, let me collect the tears. No, because you're making me cry too. No, you know, like when you've been fighting for something, yeah, yeah man. and God is not saying no, yeah. he's saying not right now. Mm -hmm. And he's not saying not right now because you're not worthy or it's not for you. It's because it's not your time. Mm. All that fighting that you'd be doing, banging on doors, because everyone's like, if if you if you knock on the door, they don't answer. Go through the window and all of that stuff. Yeah, I was doing all of that. Every entry point to this house, I was <laughs> yeah. trying through the roof, chimney, everybody. Yeah, and I couldn't get into the yeah. house. But you see, when your time has come, yeah, mm -hmm. it the door will be open before you even walk up the yeah, stairs to the house. Yeah. And it was for me. I was just like, this year has been about how. When, when it's your time, mm -hmm. when you are at a place where you can even... Because 2012 me could not have handled the blessings God has come to deliver in 2020. Right. I was not equipped. I did not have the foundation. I did not know enough about this industry to be able to navigate what God wanted for me. Mm. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the most rewarding, like the yes, that just makes me so happy. Is just, And I think as well, maybe that's the best way to sell it because... The way I was ready for an agent back then, and God was like, I don't want you to think. Like, Casa Rotto are world renowned, yeah? yeah? Like, please. But it, God was also like, Man, no, it's not for you. And that's okay as well. That's a good yes, though. It's a very good yes. It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's a similar yes. <laughs> to yours. It's exactly the same. I was my. I, maybe <laughs> no, when, no, I, you, when I get my agent. No, you know, <laughs> when I say it's exactly the same, I mean, as in, exactly the same, like the same agent. Oh, you yeah. oh, you got the same agent, and, yeah. and it was via Danielle that. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah. So we'll cry. We'll cry later. We'll we will cry. cry. Oh, Don't that's worry. Cute. That's cute. <laughs> Let's make Katie some money. And <laughs> <laughs> um, can then can I get an agent? Yeah. I'll just be repped for no reason. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you're you've already got a Netflix series, so for you not to be repped and you got a Netflix series is incredible. I and know. Super fucking neat. You're, right? yeah, I'm you're amazing. I'm, I'm proud of myself, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. If you were given 
an infinite budget, right? Oh my god, yeah. Mm. You have a first look deal with everyone. Yeah. Um, infinite budget. You can cast anybody you want. Like, what project would you make? What untold story would you want to make? And I'll be your lead. Like, it's top, top notch. Auntie, please. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just interrupting the thought process. Just sit down there. Ah. Do you know what, yeah? Like, this is how I know, yeah, that it. it <laughs> I used to have this project called the Authority, and this is how I'm saying about projects come in that I have like anyway so the authority was this idea that London was split up into four quadrants yeah every quadrant yeah was looked after by a different gang leader okay. whatever and um uh you if you were part of this gang the family yeah, if your family was one of the families that were chosen and your child was like became a protector of that quarter of the of London yeah mm-hmm. um you couldn't cross over into another quarter, yeah, without getting in trouble, whatever. You had to get permission and all this kind of stuff. And it was amazing. I wrote this hour-long script and everything. I sent, me, I tried and the people were like, no, it's not for you. Then when I saw Gangs of London, I said, hey, you people told me that I didn't have <laughs> So maybe not that, yeah, not that, but... Um, um, that sounded wicked, though. That sounded, that sounded fantastic. Yeah. And the thing is, the, the, the confidence now that I have, yeah, like, but it doesn't make sense going again because, you know, like, Lauren's killing it on Gangs of London and stuff and but um I love that one but I guess um I had this project this idea about and it was like a kind of like a sci-fi pseudo religious because even though you know you guys hear me quoting scripture and stuff I'm not a Christian like that like I'm, I'm a queer black woman who was like I'm a, like my family's Jamaican but I was raised in Zimbabwe and I came here as like an immigrant and like whatever so I kind of I'm a little bit irreverent like that like I don't I don't know I don't know and I I became obsessed with the idea of God's wife okay mm. and I think like um, I had this story that I wrote and sometimes you also have to be careful who you share your stuff with because I remember That's sharing true. this idea when it was in a really nascent form of somebody mm. and they were like, why would you do that? Like, who's going to be interested in that? And like, you have to be careful that you don't upset people, you know? And like, looking back on it, I'm like, uh, no, that person, no, let's not. Yeah. But basically, like, I had this idea that there was this, um, you know, like, God was married, yeah, to a woman, yeah, mm-hmm. and he like she used to stay at home but she would like carve out all the rain clouds and the raindrops she would like make it in crystal and stuff and Mm. god went out and he was like right i'm gonna create man and this that and the other and stuff and then him and his wife who's what was her name because it was based on something i'd read i think her name was lilith so god and lilith they had a son and she loved her son yeah and then one day god was like rog you know what yeah these people in earth are like misbehaving in that come we send my son and so he takes the son without telling Lilith okay. and he sends this and so she's like where's my son he's like oh don't worry he's on earth like he, but she doesn't clock that what he's gonna do in it like sacrificing the son to save these people yeah she's jealous because first of all these people have been taking you my man away from me and now you've taken my son to go yeah. and do, 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 do. she's vexed so she's vexed yeah and when Jesus dies yeah um She's like, she's like, you know what? Yeah, I want to see what's so good about these people that you keep messing up my life for them. Yeah, send me down there and stuff. And so she comes down and she lives life and she falls in love with this guy called David. And this is how you know all kinds of stuff was going on like that. (laughs) But anyway, and it's like this, it's quite a big epic thing, I guess, along the same lines now as American Gods or whatever else. Yeah, like. 
God forbid. And you know, I'm a, <laughs> let me tell you about Lucifer, yeah? Do you know when you've got a show called Dear Jesus, yeah? And at the time, yeah, there were so many shows called Lucifer and Devil's This and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I said, so they will be praising Lucifer, but for my dear Jesus, they won't get anyway. I hear I'm you. not bitter. <laughs> no, but I would be vexed. But the thing is, you see me now. This is where I'm like, I've been made. I'd either be a great commissioner or a shit commissioner. I don't know because I'm like, that idea is great. I love it. I can see it. Let's do it. Green light already. Like I love that idea. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's a bit wild. It can be made. But I, and I think I think as well because it was set. It was set here, and I think where the story That's really epic. gets going is like because it was set because this is I used to be I used to live in Streatham and I had this whole idea that you know when she arrives on earth she's trying to tell people who she is and they're like you're mad so they send her to Maudsley and oh, and yeah it was like this whole exploration of like mental health and stuff but yeah like and it, it it's quite big because as well you think God's just gonna let his woman go off with David and all this kind of stuff and it was like so I think if I had an unlimited budget and stuff like that's the kind of thing that I would love to explore and then also I love collaborating with other people that's where my strength lies like because sometimes if you leave me by myself head no good you know I'll come <laughs> 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 I'll do all kinds of madness but for me, I I really do believe like iron strengthens iron. I'm I'm blown away. I want to see this series. <laughs> to make it, I'm, you said you were a commissioner. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, look, we'll talk off. We'll talk commission off. Their own Netflix series. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mate, not even commission. Green lit green and lit, film exactly. production. Everything. Right. <laughs> you don't know my powers, mate. You don't know my powers. What are you watching? <laughs> what am I watching at the moment? Do you know what? Yeah, I have been so busy with uh, something that I can't talk about, but it's going to be announced soon. Oh my soon. God. Uh. Um, <laughs> but um, I just finished watching Roadkill with Hugh Laurie on BBC Two. Mm. And um, Bemi Sola was from Famalam was in Bemis. it. And she was amazing. And Helen McCrory. And it, I... <laughs> Me, I was like, I can't wait for episode five. I was in the group, I was in the team <laughs> meeting the other day. I was like, I can't wait for episode five. Everyone was like, Danny, it's a four part series. I was oh. like, you people are out of order. Why did I get into it? But I really, I really enjoyed that. I started Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and because people on my timeline were like, oh, there's a magical Negro thing going on here. And I'm like, okay, let me watch. Because I really gravitated towards the, um, the relationship between the old man. I was really happy when I realized he wasn't a predator in that basement. Mm-hmm. I just think that when you see healthy relationships cross gen- cro- like cross generational relationships sure. between like children and old people why does that sound funny but do you know what i mean like no, healthy, right. healthy right. safe relationships across like um age lines i really find them edifying to my soul yeah. mm-hmm. just because i know that with my my relationship with my grandpa it was so um formative for me so sure. i really connected to that so i'm going to look at it and pay attention to the magical negress thing that they're doing with that little girl but i'm i'm i where I am in my career, mm-hmm. I cannot afford to not watch something because um, of something because something is wrong. I have to be able to be like to kind of divorce myself from it. I can't always do that. Sometimes I'll, you know, Leon, you've seen my text. Sometimes I'm, <laughs> I'm not watching this, and then yeah, yeah. two weeks later, Yo, Leon, you know, I watched. Two like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch and I'm just resistant because... Well, I do like the series overall. I think it was really good. Queen of Catway. And it's, I don't know, I've got this real oh, unnecessary comparison to... People Queen. can... More than one people can be playing chess. I know, but I just... Because I want Queen of Catway to get its shine that it didn't get. Yeah, because Queen's Gambit's got a lot of shine. I think it's like the most watched limited 65 series ever. 65 million people. Mad. And how many people watch Queen, um, of, Queen of Catway? Anyway, <laughs> so... What, is that all you're watching then? 
Just um, oh no, but and then you know, like I watch all of the the usual. Oh my gosh, I just watched the Fresh Prince reunion. Oh my god, it was, was it was. Man. Let me tell you something, yeah. Listen, I am. Janet Huber reminds Listen. me of my grandmother. My grandma was that that kind of educated, like oh. you know, very fashionista kind of black woman, right? Like tall. My 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 grandma was taller than my grandpa, yeah. Mm. And you know, she was very ha 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 like that's how she used to laugh for real, like. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Janet Hubert stuff hurt me. Yes, as a dark skinned black woman. Yes, I will say this, and because I've written articles about it, because. There was a time she was bitter and she was loud about her yes, bitterness. She was. But I wrote this article explaining about the 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 righteousness in black women's anger because it's very rare that black women are angry and our anger just came from no, thin air. Sure. Mm-hmm. Very rare, yeah. When you look at what happened to her, it was wrong on so many levels and it was allowed to happen because she was a dark skinned black woman who they decided was difficult to work with, mm-hmm. yeah? And he told people that. And that Ribeiro man, him, Carlton, and Will Smith, they both went out into public and they were telling people that this dark-skinned black woman was not to be worked with and mm-hmm. stuff. They ruined her career. She's allowed to be upset about that. What I will say, though, which is something I wasn't expecting myself to believe, because I agree with people online, yeah? I feel like if Will Smith is really about that life, pay her the money that she should have got. If you're Because you have it. Yeah. We know that you have it. Yeah. Now, um, I will say, we do not have an example. He does not have an example of how to do a, an apology like that. And considering that this is the first time I have ever seen somebody who has wronged somebody as publicly as he wronged that woman do what he did, I'm okay with it. Mm. I don't think it was excellent. I think she apologized way more times than he did. And I think that, oh, I think right. that she should he should have apologized to her firstly but she i i, I counted she she apologized to him four times before he said i am sorry and it even looked like it was challenging for him mm. to even say those words yeah but that being said i don't want to martyr this man because there has never been anybody i'm also not giving him any cookies there's never been anybody to 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 do that work as publicly as that yeah. and that is a very hard thing to do but i'm not con- i'm not clapping for him yeah, yeah. I, I was only going to say that he didn't apologise first, which I noticed. That's it. Yeah. She, she apologised first before she, he said, I'm sorry. Three times. And I felt like, yes, the apology came from him, and but it was very set up in this way. And with the Red, because I watched the reunion and I watched the Red Table Talk. Oh, was that? I haven't watched the Red Table, watched table, the table talk. talk. So watch the Red Table Talk, because the Red Table Talk was set up. He does the takeover. Please, don't, don't ruin it, me. I want to go and enjoy it, but go on. Uh, talk, talk generally around the circle. <laughs> <laughs> well... You get a bit more of expanded conversation between. The, he, they show more. The reunion's an edited version of what? Okay. Edited version of the edited version that we see on Red Table Talk, okay. right? Right. So you get a more three sixty mm. of the conversation, kinda. But in that, I did. Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about it afterwards. The you did fine. Go and tell me. The the <laughs> <laughs> the woman that's that's that he talks doesn't talk to Jada. He talks to that's she's tough. a therapist or whatever okay. who. Was very like oh you know it's not your fault it, you did you did uh, okay. she was very molly coddling of him which I understand I don't know watch it for yourself I just felt like it, it was very nice and easy and there was no challenge of his behavior and but there was an exploration of his behavior because he was twenty one and though he was twenty one not every twenty one with money and in this position is an arsehole but he was a twenty one year old who had lots of money thrown at him and lots of fame and power so his behavior maybe could be justified for his age or maybe not because not every 21 is an arsehole and if she's healed and financially financially compensated for the 30 years 
30 years. 30 years of being blackballed and I, to the point where I, think, I swear there was rumours that she had um, she was bipolar and all that. I don't know how true but, that is. And, and this is what I'm saying, yeah. Why, the thing that upsets me is that whenever, <clears throat> let me not make general statements, yeah, but oftentimes when black men feel threatened, it's black women who pay the price yes. for that kind of emasculation that yes. they'll be feeling or whatever. And I recognize yeah, that there is always, for dark-skinned black women, there is a lack of empathy that is applied to them where people cannot see our lived experience and cannot see the challenges. And it's not because they cannot, they choose not to see mm. what is going on, yeah? You're telling me that somebody that you've worked with for, for two seasons or whatever like that, yeah? One day comes to work and isn't as communicative as they have been and she's heavily pregnant and nobody asks her, sis, what's going on? That's mm. the thing. Are you okay? Do you need a hug? And I think that for me, like that's the part where I find it hard, yeah, to be like, oh, he was twenty-one. You yeah. have, you have a heart, sir, mm. and this heart is the one that you're constantly trying to show us that you have, yeah. Um, mm. it, it's really hard for me because black women pay the price for black men's mistakes, and then yes. we are always expected to accept the fact that we are you lot's um, learning curve. Mm -hmm. Say it again. Watch The Expanded. It's still not long enough. Still probably won't be as satisfying, but watch The Red Table Talk because you get a little bit more. Um, last question. Please feel free to edit me. I'm so sorry because I just... No, no you're no, giving good, you're giving real, real, real talk. Is All right, like Danielle, there is a picture of you, yeah? A picture of you in black and white and you're looking pensive. It's not real, by the way. I'm just giving you a scenario. Oh, my God. I was <laughs> like, which picture is Stop this? doing it. You've got to stop doing I like, that to people. I like people. seeing the reactions, though. Um, and you're looking pensive. Mm. And then there is a quote. Oh. You know, like, you know, everyone used to have their picture, someone's picture on Tumblr, and they'll come with a quote or something like that. What is the quote that defines you? Or what's, the, or what's your mantra? What knowledge would you drop for the gram? That is what uh, the quote is saying. <laughs> Did I come up with that for real? Yeah, you said drop the knowledge for the gram. I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, what year are we in? So yeah. <laughs> um, what what would it be for me? Um, like something like, be comfortable about not being promoted before your time. Okay. Mm. Mm hmm. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. That is very true. It's yeah. true. Because that's what I used to like. Me and my girls, we used to go to church with, yeah, three bullhead girls, and it was clear that we weren't supposed to be there. But, <laughs> but we, we loved, we loved going to church, and um, um, I don't know, I don't know what the sermon was, but we realized the, and we, st we th that was a big prayer point for us, yeah. And you see, when you're praying and singing these songs, you have to be careful, yeah, because <laughs> we were saying, um. Lord, we were saying, God, don't promote us before our time, whatever. Not realizing that he was like, yeah, bet. <laughs> 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 and yeah, so like that. Cool. Lucky. Like that. This is the best thing you're ever going to play in your life, okay. probably. It's a game that I, I created. Oh, no, so I know it's mad. What's it called? The name mm -hmm. of this brilliant game is called Name This TV Show Movie Game Show. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So basically the premise is we will give you clues for you to guess the name of a TV show or a film. Okay. It's really, really easy. So cool. you get four clues and you get to phone a friend. You must phone the friend before the last clue. Okay. 
I actually get to call a friend. This guy. Oh. <laughs> exactly. But I'll this guy. I give you incredible credit. Yeah, he's a cheater and a traitor towards me, the creator of the game, who he's supposed to be in business with, but doesn't seem to get it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he gives you... So them, so basically... Clue one will give you some odd words from the title of the thing. Okay. Clue two will give you how many words make up the title of the thing. Okay. Clue three will give you one word to describe the thing. That kind of like gives the element of the theme or the thing of the thing. How right? do you describe it? The thing. What is the thing? The TV show or the film. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> and clue four will give you a description of one of the characters. Okay. And it's one of the characters, not maybe the lead. Um, each of these clues are worth points. They decrease as you fail to get the answer. And that's the end of that. Yeah. And today's theme will be shows with black female showrunners. So it's really easy. Okay. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. All right. So your first project, the first clue, <laughs> the word in the title is two. Like the number two, two, two. No, the word two. T O. Okay. Did she ask? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Two, two. No, I was gonna say two can play that game, but no, it's a show. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a series show run by a black woman. Yeah. It could be a film. Yeah, it was only series, isn't okay. it? Yeah, it's only series. No, there was a film in there. You can ask for the second clue. Oh, can I get the second clue, please? Yes. There are six words in the title. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you lot out of order. I don't understand what the problem is right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's one word in the title that... Is two. There's six words. In the whole title. In the whole world. In the whole title. Yes. <clears throat> Girlfriends came on after Marisha. I don't know. <laughs> 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 okay, can I get another clue, please? Um, I'm so embarrassed, by the way, to all the women showrunners that I'm embarrassing right now. Please, this is really hard. I'm tired. And I mean, a, to be worry. honest. It's a panoramic out here. Like. <laughs> panoramic. <laughs> it is a panoramic. Um, the third clue is legal. This is, I mean, this is so freaking easy. Legal. Legal. How to get away with murder. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Okay. You're in well the game. Well done. You're in the game. <laughs> on the board. You. Though I'm vexed because I thought I'd get you. What? No way. What's your problem? What's your problem? No. <laughs> no. No way. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, no, but that was um, the clue of the last. No, I'm talking about this. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That's the title. All right. Cool. If you say so. <laughs> All right. Oh, cool. I'm scared. All right. Scared. This next project. The words in the title, by, the, of. A black woman who made a show that's called you, By the Of. You're ridiculous. <laughs> you're actually ridiculous. By the of. When I can't get through to you, you let me run rogue. <laughs> this is what happens. Wow. Do you need the second clue? Yes, please. There are 10 words in the title. There are 10 words. In the title. Well, I was even thinking to myself, Lovecraft Countries 2. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> um, mate, 10 words in the title. Yes. What's, what, what, I was even going to say in song. What show is that? Um, you can phone a friend, but I would advise you to try your best not to. I'm, I'm, um, can I get another clue? Okay. Hair. Hair? Is hair in the one of the words? No, no. hair's like it's a. It's it gives you a word hint, hint about, about what the that hints about. about what the thing's about. Is this is this a is this a scripted series? Yeah. Okay. 
give that answer, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Yes. There is no way. What do you mean there is no way? Okay, do you know what? No I give up. I don't care about this one. Just tell me what it is. No, 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 no. You phone a friend or something. No. Your fourth clue is a woman decides to change her hair and her friends. And her friend's hair, by the way, that should say. Oh, and her friend's hair. This is very easy. You're going to kick yourself. I'm not, no, you know. Yeah. I, li- I literally <laughs> am not. Like, the, I, give, give me the answer. Thank you. No, you will give the answer. I, I need to explain how you got to this um, point. Go on. <laughs> Self-made. Insp- <laughs> no, you can go to hell for that. Get out. Go on. Wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, 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 wait, no, no. No, no, wait, wait. Self-made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Was that or is that not a series? I've never heard of a title. But that is a damn title. That is a damn title. Self-made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. What, Sasha changed Bubs with No Game to just No Game? (laughs) It's the whole title. Why are you people cussing, you writers in the room? No comment. That is mad. I just thought it was called self-made, to be fair. But. See what I'm saying? You didn't read the extended but title. It's the whole... Listen, no, it's fine. Because she's you... not wrong. She's not wrong. That's what it says on IMDb. So she's not oh, actually okay. wrong. But what, hold on a minute. So you didn't believe me? You thought I made up the extra bits? I thought... I just couldn't... I thought it would be like the life of Madam C.J. Walker. So you just, you just thought I made this up? Yeah, sure. Dan Dan. Yeah, um, clue, clue three. Oh, wow. All <laughs> right. <three>. So... <laughs> Sometimes the projects are too easy, so we use syllables. Okay. I love so, this game. It's the best in this ever. Project, the syllable... I'm even going to fail this one. It's fine. No, no, no you I won't. Like, you get it. Yeah. The syllable in this is ing. Simple things. I-N-G. I-N-G. In... Um, Guys, I'm tired, you know. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was <laughs> I mean, take your time. All right. But not too much time because we have to go. There are there are two words in the title. Two words in the title. And one of the syllables is ing. This is so easy. And one of the words has ing in it, yeah. But I I've lost the will to live, guys. You've got to help me. <laughs> you guys have won. Well done. You can change the clue if you like. Guys, oh my because god. Because it is though. I've I've go and tell Do me. Do you want to call a friend? No. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Clue three. Uh, if yeah. a, give her phone a friend clue then, because you know, she won't call you, because I wouldn't call you. But All right. Um, Michaela Cole. Oh, my God. Oh, chewing gum. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? you got to allow me, man. No, I've, I've been giving you like, all these nice, juicy stories. and Facts. <laughs> Facts. No, there's no quid pro. There's no, there's no pro bono nothing on there. My, were... my game is my <laughs> game. Bono. Okay. All right, so your next project, the first word is A. And that's really easy. A, time to kill. When are you guys, when is this going to be over? I feel like I'm <laughs> under... We're nearly done, we're nearly uh, one, two done. Okay, um, A. It's really easy, very current. And A is so significant. A may destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that one, but I changed the chewing, chewing um, gum. Um... <laughs> it's um not scripted. No, I don't know. It is. Actually, no, it is scripted. Isn't it? it would be scripted. Yeah, it's scripted. Yeah. You do know what is it is. Is it American or British? American. American. Oh, and no, I don't know. It's very current. I don't care. You H- would know. <laughs> HBO. Um. You're just throwing clues now. I literally don't know. 
give that clue then as clue Guys, two. I'm really bad at like yeah, general no- knowledge. And... Oh, you just got the other one, chewing gum. No, but that wasn't. Oh, you guys gave that to me. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's five words in the title. Nah, who's in it? A lot of black women are Rob, in it. Robin oh, a woman's sketch show. Black woman's sketch show. Okay, yes. a black lady sketch show. A black lady sure. sketch show. Yes. We just fed. Th- Look, guys, it's not your fault. I don't want you guys to fight amongst yourselves here. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, my excellence doesn't extend over here. You know, one of the first commandments of the Bible is to know thyself. I know who I am. I don't, I don't go to pub quizzes and all that Me stuff because I'm intelligent. But to recall information like that, my memory is not set up that way. Well, let's just <laughs> test this on the final question, which okay. I think you're going to get simply. All right. First of all, yeah, that is not a syllable in it. Yes, it is. This is what you did to me with drumline. <laughs> me and her did it once, right? And the syllable she gave me was rum in drumline. It is, drum is the syllable, not rum. But that's not the point. That if is I the point. You, if I gave you the extra letter, All right. you would have got it. I understand She's going to get this, though. How? You just gave the syllable. What is ow. the syllable? The syllable ow. is how? No, no, ow. it's ow. 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 <laughs> If you think about it in the same way she gave me rum in drumline. Oh, my God. Um, ow. Row. It's really easy. Even though I got me excited, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're both frustrated with me here, but I don't know. No, we were... I'm actually excited because I was like, Ooh. You nearly got it, that's why. Pow. Power. Puff Girls. <laughs> oh, Power yeah. by Courtney Kemp Agbo. I really love her. There you go. Okay. Yes, you have completed the game. So you got <laughs> 10 points. Well, how can I be just like that? See, if, you know, but I, I just can't. Like, also, do you know what it is about? Like, who, if you win, what's it, What's that one? University Challenge. What does your life do if you win <laughs> it? Ah, like, indeed. Please, a question of sport. How does your life change? 12 out of 8 cats. Who is winning? <laughs> if who, who cares? Like, I just don't understand. How does your life improve from knowing all of this stuff? It doesn't. It, it actually does, because this is the best game ever. <laughs> Thank you. We haven't oh sorted out prizes. We're just waiting for Leon to make that first million. No. And then we'll be giving you prizes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not too far away, so there I'll we be go. expecting Amen. my own hindi poops. So in season four, we'll be giving away real gifts. <laughs> How much? Did, what's that score? George? Ten, ten points. Ten? So you actually beat... You beat a few people, you beat... There you go. Um, guys, guys, stop lying. I personally have not won anything in this game because I'm so rubbish and I love you guys so much. It's okay, but I didn't... I only got... And that pow, it was even because, like, Leon was doing his eyebrow like that, that to help me. Listen. Because Leon's a cheat. Listen. Leon's not a cheat. He just doesn't want me to fail. But I failed in that, and that's all right. Because <laughs> well, I have won in other ways. Amen? That's it. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> So the final thing is the process, which you've done before, but we've kind of it's gone down a different path right okay. now. Very different. So you know yeah. about the process. We tell it. We get you guys to tell a story. Bear with us. You want me to tell you a story? No, we're no, going to so build we... on the story that we have been building with all the people that oh. we've spoken to. So they continue on from the last. Yes, build this story. <clears throat> the gods, the Haitian gods, the Greek gods, Nigerian gods have been fighting in Godland um, <laughs> about the way Earth has been run. Earth is. A catastrophe and they need to figure out how to make changes but everyone has their own ways of wanting to do it so they all have their individual tasks or their own individual self-made individual missions the antagonist is shongo who's a nigerian god he's the god of destruction mm. he comes down to earth first 
and he come the way gods get into earth is via sculptures so there is a character called Tosin who is a sculptor and whenever she sculpts a god that's how they enter into earth so Shongo enters into earth and he finds himself being a producer of 90 day fiance (laughs) (laughs) he finds himself being a producer of 90 day fiance he takes over the show we don't know why clearly he has something that he is he's got in mind meanwhile angel gabriel Mm. is on earth my good friend he wants to actually go back up to the godland but he has i guess a task on earth he finds himself in a strip club Mm, my favorite place Uh and he is enamored with a stripper called magnum who takes him to a back room where he meets another stripper called red label Mm. he becomes enticed with her her dance Mm. But as he is becoming enticed, his wings are deteriorating. Wow. His power is going. Why and, like that? Why? And Red Label knows this. Mm. Red Label continues. And as his powers disintegrate, mm. her wings begin to grow. Oh. So he is now just a normal human. Wow. She is now an angel of some sorts. She leaves the strip club and she realizes how much power she has, the power to actually take people's life. So there's a man who attacks her. Uh, in an alleyway and she takes his life she's like wow i can get used to this mm. she goes home where she lives with a group of cats so solid crew we're calling them for now her cats begin to attack her i'm just i'm just telling the story her cats begin to attack her <laughs> mauling her to death then the cats go to another part of the room and form into a person she is dying but on her last breath she has power to bring herself back to life but she's now no, she's no longer powerful she is just she's back to just being a normal human being this cat forms a dark figure seven foot figure that figure is shongo the god that we were talking about before the antagonist shongo leaves the apartment where she's at and the last bit i got was that he was looking for food basically <laughs> Shongo's naked. He's now Shongo Shango. He's naked as the day is today and opens the door onto the street. The sun is blazing hot. He walks down the middle of the road, soaking in his newfound form. Cars, cars drive into him and through him as if no one can see him. No one seems bothered. He laughs and he laughs and he goes in search of food. Take it away. You want me to tell you what Shongo's doing doing next? Mm-hmm. Shongo or Tosin or anybody else because there's a bunch of characters who have not been dealt with. Where's oh, Gabriel? We'll do with Shango. We'll do with Shango. Okay, let's do with Shango Shango. Or you could do with Gabriel. You could do whatever you want. Whatever yeah. resonated with you, that's where we're going. Okay, so the young woman who passed away was called Red, Red Label. Well, yeah. she's not passed away now because she... She just returned to normal. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, she is, you know, badly scratched up there on the floor. And she hears the doorbell... She's so depleted here that she can't even crawl to the door. Then she starts to hear boof, 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 until the door's broken in. In walks my man Gabriel from the strip club. Don't lie. And he's been following her as best he can, trying to stay a little bit away so that he doesn't, you know, show, because he wasn't strong enough to compete with her now, like, Mm -hmm. as he was considering that she stole his powers and mm-hmm. that. 
And so he's kind of, he's a little bit like smug, raw, like, look at you, yeah? Look what you did to me. And now the same thing has only gone and happened to you. Like, I need to get back to Godland, yeah? Where's my wings, fam? <laughs> and she's like, raw, do you know what? You know, I was attacked by some cats. And then one thing, like some seventh, when he was like, raw, Shongo, again. Oh, right. Gosh. Where did he go? And she's like, do you not see? And he was like, right, okay, okay. He's like, okay, I see you most probably don't know where he went. So why don't I help you? And then you help me and the two of us work together. Because hold on, why did you steal my wings? And Red Label's <laughs> like, Raj, do you know what? Yeah. Um, I didn't actually know what was happening in it. Like I was trying to make my money in the strip club, and then I realized that <laughs> while I was dancing, your shit came to me, and I don't know why. Like then, like helping men in it. Like <laughs> I was gonna, to be honest, I was gonna spike you and take your money anyway. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, cool, cool, fine." Do you know what? We are better together than apart. Let us go and try and find Shongo because I want to go to heaven. She was like, "Do you know what? I would, I would even mind going to heaven, Godland, with you, Ethos." He was like, "Raj, do you know what? We don't normally do this, but come on, you come with me, help me find Shongo. The two of us take him together, and then we'll go to Godland together." Do you guys want me to keep going? No. You don't have to. You don't want to. Um, that's yeah, and so the so Angel Gabriel and um, Red Label they decide to team up to go after Shongo to get back um, Gabriel's wings so that Gabriel and Red Label can go to Godland together. Mm-hmm. Also on the way there, they start kind of liking each other. But um, what Red Label hasn't told um, Gabriel is that really and truly, like she's carrying a next man's baby. So. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. Like that's why don't leave me alone with your storylines, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a collaborating storyteller. No, we like it. We like it. And that's definitely like it. Where we end this is the process. Good. This is good. I like that the the two main characters that we've seen so far, they're gonna reach together at some point. And come back to bringing Shango down because that was the mission in the first place, because Shango's gone rogue. Oh, sorry, I meant as in Shango and Gabriel, there'll, oh, there'll right. be a face-off at some point. Yeah, sorry. that's true. But yeah, that's true, obviously. obviously. Yes. Danielle, mm. yeah, thank you. Thank You're you. You're so dude. welcome. Thank you really so much for having me. This is nice. Like, I had a little bit of a wobbly week this week. So, oh, bless you. Yeah, you know how it goes sometimes. You can't always be happy, smiley, bubbly all the time. But uh, this is a very nice way to end the week. So yes. thank you and very much very for nice. having me. Even though this is, like, I don't know where you guys have brought me. During a panoramic all the way across London <laughs> like that. People are no. out of order. <laughs> thank you for coming through the panoramic because also... No, I yes. needed this. So thank you so much. That was beautiful. Thank you gave us beautiful words. And as always, your vibe is 100. Uh, where can we find you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, if you must. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's danieldash.com for all of my articles. Um, and on Twitter... Daniel Dash, um, spelt how it sounds, word actually Dash, and then on Instagram, Daniel Dash, but because somebody else has got the actual one, like it's got three L's in it on Instagram. I'm not very good at Instagram, but you can find me on there still. Like I'm doing Couch to 5K at the moment if you need some inspiration. <laughs> like You're running. Yeah. I can't stand when I see people running because it makes me feel bad about myself. You shouldn't know because I'm doing Couch to 5K. And what does that mean? Couch to 5Ks are like an app. And it's got like different kind of speakers who will help you. So they'll say to you, okay, you're going to walk for five minutes now, run for 60 seconds, walk for five minutes. And then over nine weeks, they take you from like only being able to run for 60 seconds to be able to run for 5K. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah. Is it a paid for app or free? It's a free app by NHS. Oh. Yeah, so like you can have like Michael Johnson as your trainer and I have um what's her name? That really nice white lady. Um I make it my business to not know the names of white people, Ooh. but she's re- she's really really <laughs> nice, and I like and this was, and because I injured myself, this is my second time doing it, and um I'm I just find it so encouraging now that my knee is like a lot better, like I'm doing the process again because it's such a good way to like help your body get into the rhythm of it. So can you start in your yard and then buy your couch and then or is it literally? No, you, you start outside? on the road. <laughs> okay. And it's it's scary for a lot of people, but if me with my big titties can do it, anybody can do it. I promise you that. <laughs> anybody who's able-bodied, let's just make sure that's clear as well. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that's all I do on my Instagram. So it's Danielle Dash. And if you type me in, like you'll find me on, on anywhere and stuff. But yeah, please get in touch. And uh, if you have questions about screenwriting and stuff, like um, please get in touch because it might take me some time to get back to you. But I do answer everybody that gets in touch. Bless you. Thank Amazing. you, sweetie. Thank you. That was The Circle. The Circle. <laughs> Thank you.